So here's my prediction. Um, yes, and sir. I know nothing. <laughs> so like, just not unusual. I think you've made that very clear on this podcast on a number of occasions. a band of gypsies rolling down the highway it's time to kick off episode number 107 of the promo upfront podcast i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the captain of clickbait himself the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the hell are you today doing well doing well as uh we record this this will be the week of one of my favorite events of the year it has nothing to do with the industry i do a golf outing with my friends this is the 34th annual we just call it the annual and uh this is the week for that and so i'm looking forward to seeing uh some friends that i see on a regular basis and then some friends that i literally only see at this event it's something i look forward to every year so i'm feeling pretty good buddy how about you i think that's awesome i'm feeling great uh just it's it's you know middle of dog days of summer but feeling great and i love this i know this is something you do every year we talk about it every year and it's something uh that always causes us to record early which is always fun so (laughs) appreciate that recording this yeah, we, we're recording this on Tuesday, a Tuesday morning. So don't get all, don't get your knickers in a twist if there's something big that happens and we don't talk. About yeah, it, okay? that's right. But you know, I was thinking, you're not, one of the good things is you're not flying, correct? You're driving. Driving, correct. Yes. Great. So there's not going to be a lot of disruptions in terms of your travel, you know, and I was thinking about disruption in general, with all the disruptions caused by the great resignation, you know, finding service, good service with uh, any business you work with can be more challenging than ever. And that's why we're so honored to have our good pals at Shepenko sponsor this podcast, because when it comes to service, they get it. Kirby, check out these Hall of Fame stats. They've won ASI's Distributor Choice Award 15 of the last 16 years. Now, that's Joey Chestnut eating hot dogs territory (laughs) right there. They are a 2022 PPAI Gold Star Supplier Award winner. Uh, they are an A plus, have an A plus Sage rating. They have five star rating on ASI's ESP, and they have a platinum rating on Distributor Central. And I'm mean, honestly, that's amazing. But the stats really only tell one side of the story. The people at Shapenko, that's the other side, and they really, really care. And Kirby, you know the folks at Shapenko. I'm sure you're not surprised by the industry accolades bestowed upon them by all of our friends out there. Yeah, no, I, I, you're exactly right. And I think when you think of Shapenko, you think of a, just a fun group. Like I always am excited to see Alex and Dan and those guys when we're at yeah. one of the industry events, I'm like, I can't wait to hang out with them, have a beer with them. Yeah. And, and the reality of it is we still do business with people we like, know, and trust. And they are those people. The other thing is they know what they do and they do it well. I think there's, there's so many uh, suppliers out there and they're great that do everything. And it's really hard to do everything exceptionally well. Uh, Shapenko knows exactly what they do, and they, yeah. they do it exceptionally well. They do. You said it perfectly, Kirby. When it comes to a supplier that cares about your success, you'd be hard-pressed to do any better than our good pals over at Shapenko. And Kirby, if that weren't good enough, and let's be honest, it really is. But if yeah. it wasn't, uh, when you put in the code Shapenko22 
on your next order, Shipenko is going to hook you up with 10% free goods or free ground shipping. So saving you money right there. Awesome. Or you can simply email Alex Motes directly at alex at shipenko.com. And he's going to hook you up with some random samples and the aforementioned or, or, or the aforementioned free goods. So to see all their amazing products, head over to shipenko.com. You're not going to be sure, sorry you did. Now, Kirby, you have the annual coming up this weekend. Yes. I, I'm assuming your liver is in perfect fighting shape. Before you get going, and I know before you even mentally go, right? I'm a big believer we all mentally leave on vacation about 48 to 24 hours before we actually go. Before you do that, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast before you go on the annual. And so I would like you to double down on that courage and give us a promo upfront topic to kick this thing off. Cool. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple of things going on, but um, the thing that pops into my head, you have been a very good um, encourager of me. And I think people who listen to this podcast to communicate when things are challenging, right? Like, mm-hmm. so during the, the the early pandemic stuff, we talked about, you know, what was going on with masks sure. and hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And then through this, the supply chain. And one of the things that I think you've kind of pushed me to do in a good way is to communicate that, to be a partner. So, you know, I, I, I do try to take that to heart. And so, you know, whether it's through video or this, this past week, I wrote a blog post about some things that are going on in the industry that I wanted to share with clients. Right. So I think that's good and it's important. But I also think it's tough to tell the story of some of the challenges that are going on without like being doom and gloom, without mm-hmm. like, hey, there's supply chain issues. Hey, the inflation right. is a thing. Hey, shipping's a problem. Like there are challenges that we are sure. facing as an industry, not unique necessarily to our industry. But how do you right. tell that story without being salacious, without saying like what you don't want to do is get people to go, you know what, then this year I just won't do shirts. This year, I just won't do the appreciation that I know I should do. I'll do something different because it'll be easier. So it's, I think I am, you know, again, I did it. I wrote the blog post. It was actually more well-read than I thought. Cause a lot of times when you, you speak the truth, nobody wants to hear it. Um, Yeah. But it was a real balancing act to try and tell that story while still saying, Hey, you still need to do it, but here are some ways that you can do it without it being so stressful. Well, I think you answered your own question, Kirby. I'm, I'm a big believer. You know, some people will say, I don't want to hear anybody complaining. Right. I don't have that perspective. <clears throat> if you, but, but here's the thing. If you're going to complain about something, you better have a, a proposed solution right. with you. No complaints without that. And so I look at what you're talking about exactly the same way. You have to share this news, but you right. don't want to be like the, the six yeah, o'clock news and it's all doom and gloom. So I think here are the challenges that the industry is facing and here, but dear reader, here mm-hmm. are some potential solutions to get around that, whether it's ordering early or we are partnered with specific factories that have been able to mitigate supply chain issues because of where they manufacture or whatever, whatever the narrative is, I think as long as you're offering a path, right? So, so look at it like a roadblock. So Mm -hmm. there's a roadblock, there's a traffic jam. You be, you be, there's a traffic jam in the world of supply chain. You be ways. You get to tell them or suggest them you can take this route. Yep. You can do that route or this route. There are avenues out. They may not be 
exactly what they had hoped for and exactly what they want, but that's okay because by being a real consultant, you're sharing, you're giving them full picture here. This, this right. is what it is, but here's what we can do. Well, and I think to, to keep the analogy going, I like that is because the, there's detours are annoying, right? Detours when you're driving someplace are annoying, but they're really annoying when you don't know about them until you get to the road being closed. Right. And I think this, to keep the analogy going, you're trying to say, hey, there's going to be detours ahead. Here are a couple of solutions. So, yeah, I think that does make sense. The other the other piece that I kind of led with is the reality that over the course of the last couple of years, Brandon merch has become more valuable than ever before. Um, yeah. And so that's sort of the, you know, the silver lining um, of, right. the, of the, the cloud is to say, hey, you know, the good news is these are doing the job even better than they were before that you, you know, that you wanted. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act for sure, but I do agree with you for, you know, the last several years you've sort of coached me to do it. And um, I've, I've truly tried to take it. Like, it's so funny because yeah. I think it's really easy on these podcasts to be like, Oh, people should really do that sort of thing. And it's super easy to say. That it's stuff. really, uh, it's a, um, and I've really, when, when we've had those conversations and yeah. I haven't done it, I've really tried to be like, okay, I want to practice what I preach. And this is one that I did, but I was like, oh, it's really hard to write this without scaring yeah. people away. It, it is. And another thing you can do to distribute your folks out there, if, if you're running into, well, here, here's a type of product that they want, but it's just not available or you're not comfortable selling it because you're worried about supply chain issues. You can still create an experience around maybe not a lesser product, but a different product. Maybe yeah, it's not totally. something they had imagined. Work with work with suppliers and create a packaging experience. How are they opening it? There's other ways around this. It's not just, well, they don't have the tumbler I want, so I'm screwed. Right. That's a very defeatist attitude. There are so many great suppliers out there, ones that have supply chain issues and ones that don't, but they will all work with you. Remember, they don't make money until you sell their product or their packaging or whatever. Work with them. They will do that for you. They will yeah. help you if you just communicate. Love it. Well, there you go. I love the topic, Kirby. All right. Well, let's, let's stay in the world of promo, if you don't mind, Kirby. Um, our mutual friend, Lindsay Davis, mm -hmm. uh, I get to say this now, formerly of Raining Rose, mm -hmm. has been named the Promotional Products Work Manager at PPAI. Now, what that means, she's going to head up the Promotional Products Work Program, which is going to educate advertisers and end buyers on promotional products effectiveness and uh, as mark as marketing tools so she's also going to support the promotional products work expo those are those end user events they had a beta test i think in march april may somewhere around mm -hmm. there i can't remember um in spring and then the first full market promotional products work expo which is an end user based uh trade show put on by ppi september 29th <clears throat> couple things and then i'd love to hear your thoughts number one i i've, I've worked with Lindsay on the rack board um i was her vice president when she was president and and and, and she was the uh, immediate past president when i was president and so i have a lot of respect and love for Lindsay davis she's one of the bright shining shining young stars in our industry and so i love the fact that she's doing something that she's super passionate about because i know it's kind of always been her dream to work at ppai mm -hmm. Number two, I want to give a kudos to PPAI. It's not something uh, I think it's been very, it's been a little challenging to do. I know they've gone through a lot of changes and things at PPAI, good people there. But this is something I absolutely love. I have been a strong, strong, strong advocate 
that the association where it makes sense do a better job of hiring people that have promotional products experience, mm, not yeah, yeah. association experience. And I love, this is a perfect hire that they needed. They needed someone who really understands the industry, understands the supply chain. We just talked about mm. that. Understand the relationship between suppliers and distributors and sometimes the trepidation that goes with end user shows. But you couldn't find a more perfect person to head this up. So kudos to PPAI for stepping up and doing that. Wanted to get your take. So yeah, uh, I would say you're right. And you have been an advocate for hiring people within the industry um, at the association. And I think that does make sense, especially in this role. It, what was funny is when you, you had mentioned the title, I was like, what's that title mean? And so you did a great job yeah. of explaining it. I, the, the thing that I've advocated, and I've actually had this conversation with Dale, is I, I'm excited that there is an advocate like Lindsay in this position. I believe right. that that is one of the roles of the association is to help us mm. as an industry help elevate our industry, not just in the sales right. number, but in the reputation. Um, and I think that, you know, when they started going to advertising week, I was like, how have yep. we not been doing that? And so that's exciting right. to see. So I love this position being in existence. And I really love the idea that someone who is passionate and as bright as Lindsay is, is in this position. And I guess what I would say is, you know, what can we do to help? Um, yeah. Let us know. Cause uh, th this is th awesome. Th yeah, this is Lindsay's call to action. Lindsay, there's two of us here to help. And I guarantee you there's about a thousand other people who would love to help in any way that they can support you. So again, just like you said, Kirby, kudos to PPAI. And you know, one of the things I love is that there's a person now dedicated, that's their job, is yeah, I agree. communicating the effectiveness and the efficacy of promotional products. Whereas in the past, that was the CEO who did that among his many other duties and Paul Bellantone. So I think it's better that there's a person that's really focused on that. Um, and so I think it's great. Hey, Kirby, you know what it's time to do? I, what, Bill? I do got to amp up the podcast. It's time <laughs> to amp it up. That's right. Hey, distributors, is your marketing working? Working? If you can't answer that question with an immediate hell yes, it is. You need to reach out to our good pals over at Promo Pulse. They can give you consistently, and they're going to help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing. That's so easy. You can customize it, set it, forget it in only five minutes. So head over to promopulse.io/amp to learn more. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? I do. Uh, so, gosh, I, I don't remember how long it was ago. It was probably a couple months ago. We talked about the idea that Bud, Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch uh, was sort of severing their exclusive partnership with the NFL. Um, and I was, I was curious to see who would go through that door, right? And so mm -hmm. Coors is heading to yep. the Super Bowl. And this was fascinating to me, uh, Coors Light. And uh, so Molson Coors is the, the maker of Coors Light and Miller Light. So just to mm -hmm. give that context, I don't know mm -hmm. that I knew that until I read that. They bought a 30-second Super Bowl ad, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but oh, it, it kind of is. It means, this is amazing to me. It means that for the first time since Ronald Reagan was president, <laughs> you're going to see a beer commercial in the Super Bowl that's not Anheuser-Busch. That's yeah. unbelievable. Um, so A, yep. did you know that, I guess? And B, I, I guess my thought about this is, I think that there are opportunities in business where a door will creak open. 
for whatever reason, mm -hmm. whether, you know, if somebody steps away from an opportunity like this, or there's just, hey, there's a clear path that we could do something. And I think that fortune yeah. does favor the bold. So I'm curious yep. to know what uh, Molson Coors does with this. And I'm like, yep. like really curious to see how they leverage it. Yeah. So I did know about it and I, you know, read this week, you know, or, or last week, I guess it was where, you know, uh, uh, a or uh, Anheuser-Busch, AB InBev has, you know, they're no longer the exclusive alcohol advertiser at the Super Bowl for the first time in 29 years. That's mentioned. crazy. So here's, I, this was my view of it. Okay. What do they know that we don't? You know, <laughs> not, not every, you know, there was a time in this country where, baseball was king baseball had all the advertisers baseball players made the most money the nfl obviously has taken that over i think i don't think anybody would question that what does anheuser-busch know getting out of that business now when it looks like the nfl is still rising and allowing their competitors to basically fill their slots so i wonder if They've done an analysis and it's just not worth the financial obligation to advertise at the Super Bowl. I mean, we all know the Super Bowl rates. They come out every year. It's usually about 8 million for a 30-second spot, whatever it is. I don't know the exact number. Mm -hmm. So I, like you, I'm interested to see what Coors, uh, you know, what uh, Molson Coors is going to do there. Um, I, I'm very curious on that, but I'm more curious as to, I would love to sit down with whoever had that final call at Anheuser-Busch and why now they, do they know something we don't, or is it just like, we've been doing this too long. We need to change directions. And it could be that simple, nothing sinister. I just wonder what it really is. So here's my prediction. Um, yes, and sir. I know nothing. So like, just not unusual. I think you've made that very clear on this podcast on a number of occasions. Yes, I agree. Oh, come uh, on. That was funny. Yeah, yeah without that, be the open. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I was literally kind of letting you finish it because I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be the open for sure. Uh, anyway, um, I, I wonder, and I, and I haven't dug deep down this rabbit hole, but it says it's very clear that it's which it, it ended its 33-year exclusive partnership okay. exclusive yep. so to me when you think about they all the contracts that are going with amazon and all these people buying my guess is it became just so cost prohibitive to be exclusive that they're like hey man Maybe. we can still have we we dominate the ads already so let's right. dominate it but let them spend a bajillion dollars and not pay for the exclusivity that would be my guess right that's an interesting take. And, and I think you're probably onto something there, Kirby. Like I said, it, it, we're seeing these will feel like seismic shifts yeah. in what we've become accustomed to, tradition, what yeah. we've experienced for years. And that's okay, by the way. Yeah. I'm not averse to all that change, but it's still kind of a shock to the system. It's like, what? So I'm not going to see Clydesdales on Super Bowl Sunday? That's yeah. weird. That's going right. to be weird. All right. That's a good one, Kirby. All right, Kirby, this comes to us from our, I don't know if they're friends or not. Let's call them friends. Okay. Our good friends over at Marketing Brew. I don't know if you get that daily email. I, I do. do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this. This grabbed my attention. 10% of advertising budgets are spent on clickbait, hmm. which by large brands. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, it's, this was done by the media research company, uh, Ubiquity. Uh, brands like L'Oreal, Sony, Nestle, Subway, and Audi. Um, what they're doing is they're using these, what's, it's called uh, made-for-advertising inventory. So it's 
driving people to websites using social media ads that are just exist for the sole purpose of basically sucking people's ad budget. So it's things like, you've got to see these pictures that nobody's ever seen before. 29 places you have to eat before you die. You've seen those things, right? And sometimes you click on it because, well, I, I want to see the 29 places I got to eat before I die. Um, I wanted to get your opinion. So on clickbait. So that's, that's a lot of money being spent on mm. clickbait. And you've been on those sites and it's just an advertising onslaught. It, right. And sometimes you can't even tell where the content is. Right. Yes. And, and I think for all of us, there's a tipping point where you click on those sites and it's so much, I don't even know what I wanted to look at, but I'm out. Yeah. Um, Quickly. I honestly. Want, yeah. I want to get your opinion. Does it, I want to really want to get your opinion. Does that work? Do you think that works for large brands? Clickbait? No. Uh, no. no. So, and because I, I don't think it's intentional, like, and it sounds like based on the article, that's exactly what they're saying. They say, Hey, we're going to get you this traffic, or we're going to get you this, or we're going to get you this, these impressions, the, the vanity Correct. metrics. No, I don't think it works. I think it, it yeah. drives traffic to the website. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, yeah. just because, and I think that we <laughs> as consumers have become incredibly, um, like totally blind to the ads mm-hmm. we're seeing on sites. I think we talked about it last week about ad week about, you know, the, the paywall. The reason they're doing yep. that is because the ads aren't, they, they've got vanity metrics, but they're not getting the click-through rates. Right. Right. Now it's interesting though, because mm-hmm. literally yesterday I was having this conversation with mm-hmm. uh, a, a small entrepreneur. Okay. And he said, I'm, cre- I'm going to create this thing that he, he does reputation management. And he was like, I'm going to create this thing that says, this is the worst company I've ever seen or something like that. Click here to find the worst company that I would never deal with again or something like that. And it's a click through or a QR code that takes them to make sure that nobody's saying this about you. It's total clickbait. Mm -hmm. And yet I thought I kind of like it, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually driving traffic directly to something that is relevant. Right. And so I think that it, when you hear the word clickbait, it's like a negative connotation. Um, so I would say normally I wouldn't like that, but I saw that yesterday. I was like, I think that's pretty damn creative. So for big brands, yeah. no, I don't think it works at all. For a thoughtful entrepreneur, maybe. I think it's type of clickbait is really what you're talking about. Like yeah. for what we're, we're looking at here, what, what uh, Marketing Brew is talking about, it's kind of these brokers, these advertising brokers that you know, half these large companies don't even know they're advertising on right. these clickbait sites. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. So that type of clickbait is, is friction laden. It's, it's frustrating for the uh, target audience. Uh, it, it's terrible, but <clears throat> we all use clickbait in some form or another. So clickbait doesn't have to be a negative term for, I mean, we have a whole page on the brand of eight website that says, don't hire us. Right. That is clickbait kids. <laughs> I mean, and it takes yeah. you to reasons you wouldn't want to hire us because you're not ready to change. You're not ready to grow and all these things. Of course it's clickbait, but I feel, I don't feel like it's a negative right. clickbait. It drives people to. It's, uh, it's, poor, it, you're letting or, people in on the joke, really. Like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and one of the things I thought about with these brands, they need to really pay a lot more attention of where those ad dollars are going because Big what time. happens on when they're on those clickbait sites um, it really lose, you lose control of where your messaging is. Mm-hmm. You lose control of where you're you know, actually hitting your target audience. And now you're getting associated with things you may not want to Big be time. associated with, with your brand. So I think Kirby and I's advice to all you folks who <clears throat> are, are 
have this ad dollar siphoning to clickbait, you may want to rethink that. You may want to really, 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 really understand from your agency where that money's going. Right. And, and, you know, there's sponsorships available here at the uh, promo front podcast. There are, <laughs> you can email us at engage at marketing.com to learn more. Um, do you have any more topics, Kirby? Or are we done? Are we, are um, we I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> All right. We're tapping out, but I'll tell you who never taps out on creating a great experience for you. That'd be our good pals over at Shapenko, award-winning, A-plus, five stars, every accolade a supplier can have in the industry. And, and my favorite, they've won ASI's Distributor Choice Award for 15 to the last 16 years. It's crazy. That, like I said, if you watch the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, that is Joey Chestnut's territory right there. You can't even compete with that. So, when you want to work with a supplier that not only uh, is highly decorated in the industry, but they understand the pain points you're going through as a distributor and all, yeah, all they want to do is help. All they want to do is care and do good, good, good things. So head over to shapenko.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, on behalf of all three of our listeners at the Promo Front Podcast, we wish you a tremendous annual and hope that you and your liver make it back intact. See you, man. That's right.